Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to today's episode of the Fluid Football Podcast. Uh, Jacob, if you want to take it away. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Avi and I are very happy uh, to be with you guys again. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Chris Donovan, who is a Division One soccer player at Drexel University. Chris, how are you? Uh, it's great to be here. I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited great. to be on the podcast. Great, great. So uh, can you tell us a bit about how your season was? How'd it go? Uh, this season, as a team, we, we faltered a bit. Uh, it ended up with our coach being fired at the end of the season. So we are, we're rebuilding with a new coach for next season. Pretty excited about it. We're, we're feeling good about it. Great. So you think next season it'll be better? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully we have a season, but uh, we're, we're in the process of learning a new system. So I think once we get it down, it's, it's going to go pretty well. Great. Good to hear. All right. So before we get into today's episode, uh, I just want to bring forward any biases that may exist already. Uh, I think I'm already familiar, but can you just share with our listeners, uh, you know, your history, who you support? Uh, I'm a I'm a Liverpool fan. I've supported Liverpool since the 2013-14 season, that run with Suarez, Sturridge, Gerrard, and then the heartbreak at the end. The heartbreak. Every yeah, uh, great moment. I would say. What, what would you say? Uh, I well, would not agree. But... Slippy G lives on forever. Uh, <laughs> that was not the moment we lost the title. What was, it the, was, what was the moment? There? Dwight Gale Crystal and Crystal Palace. Palace. That was the problem. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well you, Dwight Gale, Newcastle, Demba Ba, also Newcastle. I mean, yeah, we, we being, can't win anything. We can just stop you from winning anything. Yeah, and we, we got to be fair. Give credit where credit is due. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, uh, Avi, you want to get us get us started? Yeah, sure. Uh, so today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about Euro 2020. Uh, obviously, it's now Euro 2021. But we're just going to you know, kind of simulate how we thought the Euros would have gone this summer. Uh, one caveat is we, um, we basically said that all the players that are injured now would be healthy. So this is everyone's full squads um, just for the sake of making it more entertaining. Um, so, yeah, uh, we spoke a little bit earlier and we um, predicted the group stage, you know, that's a little bit boring because honestly, these groups are pretty straightforward for the most part, except for Group F. Um, so then out of the out of the six group winners, um, uh, the top four uh, by FIFA ranking get a bye. So those top four were Belgium, France, uh, Croatia, and Spain. And then um, out of the second place, or out of the remaining first place, they were ranked by FIFA ranking. And then the remaining second place were also seeded by uh, FIFA ranking. So uh, the only thing we couldn't decide on was Group F, which was, you know, the group of death, um, France, Germany, Portugal, and uh, one qualifier, which we assume will be Iceland. So we couldn't decide on the second place. So that's the uh, first first uh, thing we're going to debate. And, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. I mean, uh, you know, personally, I, I would have backed Portugal to, to get through here, but I, I know you guys disagree. Yeah, so we have uh, we have France going through. I think we can all we all agreed on that. I think so. Iceland eliminated. Germany, Portugal. Look, Portugal has been performing well internationally. I don't understand why. 
I don't think they have such a great squad. Of course, you have Ronaldo, although Ronaldo hasn't, you know, been everything uh, for, for the team. On, on the contrary, Germany, I think, has such a stacked squad and has had such a stacked squad for, for a number of years and for some reason has been, been failing to perform. And I, that's why I, I'm a bit on the fence here. I don't know, Chris, I, I, where are you standing? I think I, I would back Germany pretty strongly here. I think Portugal has, they don't have much. Their attack has João Felix and Ronaldo. And I know Ronaldo has that, he has that pull where even you saw in the last Euros, even though he wasn't playing, he still was motivating his team. But I just don't think they have the quality anymore. I think I mean, Germany takes this one. Don't, don't forget about Bernardo Silva, though, you know. He, he's still there for Portugal. I mean, and I think, you know, they've performed really well in the international competitions. But it was the, the Nations League last year, obviously the Euro 2016. And I think the problem for me with Germany was, you know, after the World Cup, it seems like Joachim Lau just, he, he doesn't really know how to manage his team. And, you know, he had a lot of the older players. I think a lot of them are retired now, like Muller. And I just, I haven't seen, like, the new squad kind of come together cohesively. And so that's why I just yeah. kind of felt like Portugal, like, they have, like, a decent amount of talent, but they also know how to play really well together. Also, you have Cristiano Ronaldo, which is always going to help. So That's fair. I feel like my defense for, well, first of all, I agree with you in terms of the Portuguese attack and creativity. You've got, in addition to Bernardo, you have Bruno Fernandes, uh, Ruben yep. Neves. You have some creative midfielders, but I, I, I don't, I'm not totally convinced by the defense. I mean, they, they have three right backs. Oh, yeah, they have, they have the right three back. right backs if they want to play all three, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, Ricardo Pereira, uh, João Cancelo, and who is it? Uh, oh, Semedo. Semedo. Yeah. Uh, so, so can play left back too, though, right? Semedo can play left back. I don't know who. I don't know if Pepe is still uh, playing internationally. Either way, uh, he's he's old at this point. Yeah. The the thing is, Carvalho. Uh, of William Carvalho, right? For. Yeah, he in, as a, I think he, he's, he's, he was pretty solid in the Nations League. I remember he was. My my defense for Germany here, again, like you brought up that that old the, the aging players have kind of moved on from international duty, and you have young players coming in. You have Timo Werner, Gnabry, Julian Brandt, uh, Goretzka. Uh, it, it's just in terms of their attack, Kai Havertz as well. I forgot about Havertz. Uh, so I think. On the it would be very it would be fun to watch this German side play in a in a very in a competitive setting like you know all these players together. I, I don't know uh, where I lean. First of all, is Neuer in still the keeper? Is Ter Stegen taking over? I think Ter Stegen taking over. I would say it has to be Ter Stegen, even like just in the sense of mentally to fully move on from being that old Germany team. Bring in the new goalkeeper. It should be Ter Stegen. He's a better goalkeeper now. I think in some of the qualifiers, there were Lovo was still going with Neuer, but I think it has to be Ter Stegen. Yeah, I think there was like some kind of controversy about that. Actually, I feel like the Bayern president said something. Uh, I don't know. It was like, yeah, apparently uh, Ter Stegen or Manuel Neuer said that uh, you know Ter Stegen's not you know. Doesn't doesn't really want to play for the Germany national team, which is kind of interesting. Um, but I, I think, regardless of that, I just feel like they don't play well enough together. And I think Joachim Lau, I think it's time to move on. I was shocked that they kept him after the 2018 World Cup because that oh, yeah. was kind of a disaster. Yeah, 
Oh man. Okay. Uh, hey, Jay, I guess you're deciding to... so. Look, um, I I see more talent, and for okay, here's something. Do we have either side going beyond the next round? I have them beating Switzerland, so. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about, I'm sorry, moving past Switzerland. I mean, moving past the next round after Switzerland. Past Belgium. No. Yeah. I had them. Okay. So, look, here I'm going to take Germany. I'm very excited <laughs> by the full squad. Um, you have a completely new back line, and I'm very excited by it. Young, fresh, talented. I'm excited. I'm putting Germany through. All right, all right. I guess that's how it's going to be. That's fine. <laughs> all right, so, so I guess. We have our, uh, our 12 teams set now. I guess I'll just run through the seeds here. Uh, number one seed, Belgium. Two, France. Three, Croatia. Four, Spain. Uh, five, Italy. Six, Netherlands. Seven, England. Eight, Germany. Nine, Switzerland. Ten, Sweden. Denmark, 11. And Austria at 12. So, like, outside of, yeah, these are all uh, seeded by FIFA ranking, basically. Um, so, yeah. Let's just start with Let's just start with Germany, Switzerland, I guess. And any arguments? Anyone? Um, you want to defend I, Switzerland? Back Germany here. Look, uh, so so Germany, we've already kind of run through the squad. In Switzerland, I mean, I don't know if they have anything that can necessarily keep up with with Germany. I mean, I don't Brilliant know. Bolo. You have Brilambolo, Shakiri. I think Seferovic is is one of their attackers. I don't know. Um, I, I think we can just hand Germany the win there. What do you yeah. say? All right. Great. So it's going to be Belgium. Belgium, Germany is our first uh, quarterfinal. Or is that quarter, yeah, quarterfinal matchup. All right. I guess we'll go to the uh, other side of the bracket. England against Sweden. That's seven versus ten. Is ooh. it coming home? Ooh, ooh. I'm excited about this one. All right, Chris, Chris, what do you think? Uh, I think I think England definitely takes it. But I think it, England's performance overall in this tournament is going to come down a lot to Southgate making the right decisions in the lineup. I know I have my biases, but I think that I think that if Trent's not in the team, that's the wrong decision. If Gomez isn't oh, really? one of the center backs, <laughs> coming from <that's>, a Liverpool fan, <laughs> if Gomez isn't one of the center backs, that's also the wrong decision. I think Henderson has to be in the team. If not just for his leadership, I think he also has more quality than the likes of Harry Winks. But yeah, I I don't think most people would argue against that. What do you Harry think the, the center back pairing should be? Gomez and who? Stones? I I'm not. No, I don't think Stones is anywhere near it. I think it's think either Gomez and Maguire or maybe Gomez and Mings. Mings has really performed Mings would this be season. Interesting. I don't know. I'm not Mings convinced on Mings yet. So I, I'll I, I, I'll settle I, for uh, Gomez and Maguire. I think also, Maguire I'd just like to point out, J- Jamal Lascelles gets passed over all the time. I think he would fit right in. Uh, okay. Rob Holding? Rob Holding, anyone? <laughs> nah, nah. Isn't there I, a Michael Keane, right? I, I don't understand how that dude gets in. Like, I feel like he's... Michael Keane, yeah. I don't know. I think he's yeah. pretty average. But... All right. Uh, any, any complaints with England moving past Sweden to the quarterfinals? No, but I will say that Sweden did play really well in that 2018 World Cup. I think they took Croatia to penalties. Um, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, I don't think Zlatan doesn't play for them anymore. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. I think that would be an interesting matchup. In it. 
I think England so, would have a harder time than most people would think. Um, yeah, let's let's go down to uh, Netherlands, Denmark. Netherlands, Denmark. Uh, look, uh, this is we're, we're we're in the round of sixteen at this point. I'm gonna. I think it's relatively easy to make some of these decisions, at least in my opinion. I I, I send the Netherlands straight through. Um, I don't know. I I'm very excited with. First of all, do the Netherlands be playing a three back? Um, I think it's I mean, you have Van Dijk, De Vrij, De Ligt. I looked at their qualifiers. It looked mostly like it was just Virgil and uh, Virgil and Delict. So I think they'll be playing a four back with those two at the center backs. Dumfries on the right and Daly Blind on the left. Maybe Van Anholt gets in for a couple games. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be interesting. You have, I mean, half of that Ajax team as well. Uh, sorting sorting out sorting out the team. Um, yeah, Netherlands is one of my favorite international teams. I don't know they always. They're just fun to play with on FIFA. Um, you know, Depay is obviously, a, he's, he's turned into a good goal scorer. At, um, he's at, well, Lyon, right? Um, and, uh, you know, they have, they have good pace on the wings with, um, what's his name? Uh, well, they have Bergwijn. They have, um, what's the other guy's name on the wing? Quincy Promes. Yeah, And they Promes. also have Justin oh Clivert. Who? Justin Clivert as well. Oh, Clivert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, I mean, they decisions do to make there. Uh, Denmark. Who, who does Denmark have? I mean, you have you have. Well, Eriksson is the big name. Yusuf, uh, what Yusuf Poulsen, Braithwaite, Casper uh, Schmeichel. I don't know. Again, just don't have the quality to compete against such a stacked uh, squad. I think. In the yeah, Netherlands. I think Netherlands. They would they would win. You know, two three zero there. So it'd be Netherlands, right. Croatia, and uh, our other quarterfinal matchup: France, England, and the other one, and then the last one. Italy against Austria, five versus twelve here. Personally, uh, you know, I think I really like it, what Italy's been doing. Uh, I think they are. Personally, says the guy wearing the Italy <laughs> kit as we're recording. <laughs> no, no, like seriously, like I mean, they didn't qualify the twenty eighteen World Cup, but I think they've really. It was similar to Germany where they had like a really you know aging crop of players, and they've they've kind of integrated you know their new new guys, and I think they're ready to take that next step um, in this tournament. You know, they have Sensi in the midfield. They have uh, Jorginho. They have, you know, Insigne on the wings. They have Ciro Immobile up top. I think they have a really strong squad, actually. And, you know, I see them, you know, getting past Austria, no problem. Chris? I agree. I mean, Italy, although they, they don't have the same quality that they used to, and they, I, I can't pick out, like, a world-class player in their team except maybe a Insigne. But Immobile, how about Immobile? Uh, Immobile is on his form right now, yeah. Yeah, okay. We can we can debate. He's quality, <laughs> but world class is a it's a big word to use. So yeah, okay. I, I, that's true. Okay. Um. So uh, yeah, I also send Italy through. So great. Italy into the quarterfinals, matched up against Spain, which would be an interesting one. But uh, let's start with uh, Belgium, Germany. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know I'm, I'm a huge Belgian fan. I actually picked them to win the 2018 World Cup, so I was pretty devastated when they lost. But uh, you know, obviously they have Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Aiden Hazard. Even though he had a terrible season for Real Madrid, he's still a threat. Um, you know, Romelu Lukaku, uh, Yannick Carrasco, Torgan Hazard. Uh, so and, much, so much quality. 
It's incredible. What happened defense now that company's gone? Aldevarald, Vertonghen. I don't know. Uh, Vertonghen's still in international duty, I believe. But uh, yeah. those, those, I would have. Well, you also have Boyata might slot into the center back uh, role. I'm, I'm not positive how. Because, you know, you could play a, a three back or a four back because you've seen Vertonghen play at the left back before. And he's played there for Belgium in the past. I don't know, though, how they would, how they would line up. I'd want to watch them play a, a three back just so they could get more of their attackers in. Yeah, I don't know, and and you have Fellaini on the bench. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so I think on FIFA they like they run this really weird formation where they have like you know four like you know they have like these weird, like four like attacking mids like two on the outside and then like two more inside, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, then on the other side you have Germany, which we already talked about. But um, yeah, personally, I, I see I see Belgium going through uh, pretty handily here. But what do you guys think? I definitely agree. I don't think there's any way that Belgium doesn't win this game, whether it's against Germany or Portugal. So Belgium just has that quality. And on paper, they, I, in the past, I would argue the opposite, that the teams, even if they're even on paper, Germany had that like team cohesiveness that they would just find ways to win. But the, nowadays, it's Belgium that has that and Germany that struggles to have that. Yeah. I- <laughs> I don't know if you remember uh, Joachim Lau uh, putting his hands in his pants and then smelling them. He also <laughs> picks his nose and handshakes with uh, Jesus Ronaldo. Christ. He just... <laughs> he's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. Oh, man. All right. We're sending, we're sending Belgium to the semifinals. Yep. All right. Let's go to uh, France versus England on the other side. All-time uh, classic here. Yeah, this is, a, this is a rivalry matchup. This is... Obviously, two-storied programs for our history. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just start with France. Obviously, 2018 World Cup winners. Uh, I think they're 2016 Euro finalists. Um, you know, you, you can the, the the talent is actually ridiculous. I mean, Pogba, uh, Mbappe. You can throw Giroud in there if you want. Uh, you have to throw uh, Giroud in there. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. Before we move forward, I need to declare my my absolute love for Olivier Giroud. Uh, this man, one of the most underrated strikers of our generation, okay? One of the most underrated strikers of our generation. He does so much does more for the team than... Reel. He does have one of the best does... you're ever going to see. <laughs> All right, keep going. All right, Giroud gets slot in. Uh, actually, quick question. So, who... Does does uh, Lucas Hernandez slot in at left back again, like in 2018? Or do you, do you... I mean, you have options there. And didn't Pavard play out? out, out Pavard, Pavard was on the right. Pavard was Pavard's on the right. right. Okay. Yeah, I think Hernandez could definitely do it. I mean, I'm, who else would play on the left? You have, you have both Mendes. You have Lucas mm-hmm. Dina. Uh, okay. I don't. There, there are options. There are options all over the pitch. It's in, it's insane. They have. That's true. They have the best quality on paper out of any team, hands down. They that they're stacked well. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now who's going to defend England here? Not me. Uh, it not won't you? Be me either. You're not. Gonna, you're not going to talk about that Ashley Young, Jesse Lingard-led England. Oh squad. my God! Did England just have some of the most bizarre selections? Like, like I said, yeah, they, they'll have. I'm sure Ashley Young will somehow get in the squad, like for, for some reason. <laughs> and and I mean, Jesse Lingard. I, I mean, I really hope Tammy Abraham makes the squad. I'm a big Tammy Abraham fan. Um, I mean, I think he he has quality, you know, to, up top, and I think that allows you to put you know Rashford on one of the wings. 
I mean, obviously, you still have Kane there, so it gives you a little more depth, but yeah, I, I just yeah, don't yeah. see them being so who, France. Who would you say so, is your starting attack with England, then? Is it Kane, Sancho, Sterling, and where does Rashford fit, then? That's, right. a, that's a great question. Wow, yeah. Um, I would have to, I mean, I think you have to put Kane at least, you know, in, you have to slot him in there uh, as long as he's healthy. On the left, you know, I would, I would go, I would go Rashford actually. And then I would put Sterling on the right. I, I just wow. don't, I haven't seen Sancho on the international stage. I don't know. He hasn't, I just haven't seen enough from him. I feel so, like. I mean, it, also the other argument there is, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> this isn't FIFA, but you got the Premier League links. Yeah, um, that's true. The chemistry I mean, I mean, is <laughs> the yellow links. <laughs> Uh, no, the green links, but uh, no, either way. But Sancho, is Sancho not the, the best performing player of the four this season? He is. He is, I, I, I don't know what I It's tough to put a Bundesliga player into the England team just because everyone else plays in the same league. Well, it's, Who yeah, knows what would... it's, it's tough to put the right back from Atletico Madrid, but you do it anyway. Yeah, they should, <laughs> though. You're <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Um now okay. So I think we see France going through. Are we at least backing that front three from England to score? Oh yeah, it'll it'll be a it'll be a, I'm I'm like four two, I think the score will be like, but okay. uh, England just always has problems with their defense, no matter who's playing back there. I'm gonna say that yeah. the only way that England even has a chance in this game is if Adam Lallana's in the lineup. <laughs> okay, all right, that concludes the discussion. <laughs> we're we're done there. All right, uh, what's next? So France thanks our, uh, is their second semifinalist. Uh, Croatia plays Netherlands uh, in the uh, yeah in, the, in the one of the quarterfinals. Um, this is a good one. Yeah, I think I think this would be entertaining. Croatia is ranked pretty high, you know, in the FIFA rankings, so that's why they got the, one of the top seeds. But uh, but I do think uh, Netherlands are, are more dangerous, you know, in attack. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Chris, go ahead. I think that think? Netherlands is... I'm, I'm going to take the Netherlands just... I'm a bit biased. Favorite player is Virgil van Dijk, but I think that he's going to lead them ever since ever since Komen was appointed as manager and his subsequent appointment of Virgil van Dijk to the captaincy. They've just been so much better, and obviously that Ajax team bringing in several yeah. new players like De Ligt, yeah. De Jong. I mean, they just have... They have quality, and they... They have the experience of the older players, such as Blind, Virgil, Wijnaldum, and then they have that new flair from the new Ajax players. So I, I'm going to back them. So, yeah, um, I'm going to echo what you said there. My concern with Croatia, they still have the quality, but the core of that team, Modric, Rakitic, Perisic, Mandzukic, all well over 30 years old, uh, Lovren and Vida, 30 years old, both of them. I mean, you're going to have seven to eight of those players uh, over 30. You have Kovacic, you have Ante Rebic, uh, some youth in the lineup. Uh, but it just doesn't do it for me against this, this growing Netherlands uh, squad. So personally, I'd send them through to the semifinals. Avi, how do you feel? Are you, do you have any... any uh, Doubts sending Netherlands through over Croatia? Uh, no, I think you know Croatia. They're they're very um, reliant on like the center of the, their field. They're not they're not going to beat you down the wings. They don't have the pace for that. And I think you know up top, I I think guys are just you know too old right now. I don't trust Mandzukic to do it. He can't even get into the Bayern team. 
Um, and I just think uh, Netherlands can break you down in so many different ways. So I would have to back Netherlands here also. That's a good point. I don't, yeah, you're not, if you're not going to attack the outsides, you're not going to score on the Netherlands with Virgil in the back. I, I just, exactly. yeah. Okay. Fourth quarter final. All right. Spain versus Italy. Spain versus Italy. Oh, man. All right. Why don't you start? Okay. Um, so, yeah, actually, believe it or not, I did put Italy going through. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, like I said before, I think we're just ready to take that next step. And, you know, Chiro Mobile, I mean, I know he's playing Serie A, but that, that is a tough league to score goals in. And, you know, he was on pace to, to set the record, you know, with o- over 30 plus. And I think, um, you know, they do have a, an attack that's, that's pretty formidable. I mean, you put Insignia up there. You have a guy, I mean, you can throw in, you know, Moise Keane. I know he's going to have the best season, but uh, you have uh, Kevin Lasagna. That's one of the greatest names. You have Federico Chiesa. Chiesa is actually, you know, he's yeah. really coming to his own. Quagriella, Quagliarella. I mean, yeah. he's reliable up top. And then he's like 37, I, and, then, and all of a sudden he's the playing quads. the best football of his career. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think they're just so strong in the middle of the field. I mean, they have so many options. You have Jorginho, Verazzi, Tonali, um, Daniolo, you know, Sensi, Barella. You know, the list goes on. And and so that's why I just feel like, um, you know, Spain, they've also kind of struggled recently in international. And I just don't see, you know, where they I, – I just don't – I don't know. I It is a bit of toss-up, but I, I do trust, you know, Italy to get through here. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond. I'm going to give you my, my Spain – Lineup, okay. Um, okay. All right, we're playing, uh, you know, we're playing like a, a four-two-three-one, but you know, your attack midfielders are narrow, okay. So there's no one wide, okay. De Gea still slots in in, in net over Kepa, Carvajal, Ramos, Inigo Martinez, Gaia, Sergio Busquets, and Rodri in the in the center of the midfield, which I think is is a near perfect. Uh, duo in the midfield in, in, defensively. You have uh, Thiago, Saul, and Fabian Ruiz uh, in the attack midfield, and you can, you can have your pick of Morata or Paco Alcacer leading the line. And What about Costa? Is, what about Rodrigo? Well, Rodrigo, yeah. Uh, look, slots, any, look, put any of them up, up front, but um, point is, look, they're, not, they're nowhere near where they were uh, four, six, eight years ago, 10 years ago, especially. But similar to, uh, uh, who was it? Similar to Germany, they're sort of reassembling themselves and slowly getting rid of the older players of the older generation, as well as the Catalonian nationals, uh, and bringing in some young talent. Uh, and I think, I think the game is won by Spain in the center of midfield. I, don't, I, I, I personally feel that way. I don't see I think, either side scoring many goals. Yeah. Honest. And I think that's the key for me is, you know, Italy have that identity where it's that, that defensive identity. And I feel like Spain still doesn't know what they are. You know, they're no longer Team Taka. You know, what exactly are they? Are? I, I, you know, I couldn't tell you. And I feel like, you know, Italy knows how to defend. You know, that's, that's their nation's pride. And they still have a bit of quality up front along with the depth in the field. I guess, you know, Chris, where do you, where do you see this one falling? <laughs> Well, I would hate to have to make this decision between you guys because I know you both. You're uh, we have Avi wearing an Italy kit, and we have 
Jacob wearing a Spain kit, and I'm here wearing a Liverpool kit. So I would, <laughs> I would hate to make this decision because I, I really don't have a strong opinion on who's going to win between these two. I just, I did have Spain edging it, but it was a tough decision for me. And I, I've listened to you guys, and I'm just not going to be the one to make this decision. I'm going to okay. let you guys uh, fight it out. Because you, want flip, you want to flip a coin? It is very right, close. I'll, I'll flip a coin because I don't have either side getting past Belgium, but I'll flip okay. a coin. Yeah, me neither. All right, go ahead. Just, right. just for the sake of our own, uh, our own bragging rights. All right, Tails, Tails is uh, Italy, okay? Tails well, I can't even see the coin. This is so rigged. Oh, wait, this is, I'm flipping the coin? Okay. You're flipping the coin. I gotta find the coin. I don't even have a coin. I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay, I got yeah, one you right. do it. Do it. All right, I'm flipping. I, I, I call. I call tails for Italy. Okay, tails for Italy. Bro. All right. You can take <laughs> it. All right. You can take it. Let's go. All right. Italy. Italy defeats Spain by coin toss. <laughs> All right. That's basically penalty shootout right there. So. Front page. Front page. Okay. All right. All right. In the semifinals, uh... we have Belgium, Italy. Netherlands, France. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. This is a, I would say, a pretty classic, you know, Western European, you know, semifinals. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess let's start with Belgium, Italy. Um, I personally would back Belgium. I think you guys would too. Uh, they just have more quality on paper. <laughs> Bottom line. What happened to all those great players you were just talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think. <laughs> They're better than eight of Spain. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Chris. Uh, any anything to add there? No, I mean, I I predicted for Belgium versus Spain, but it's really the same thing. I don't think there's much to discuss. I think Belgium's team on paper is really strong, possibly the strongest behind France on paper, and I just I think they'd scoot by by a healthy two goal margin. Wow. Yeah, uh, let's just slot Belgium into the final, I guess then. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. This is going to be a debate here. I have a feeling. We have France versus the Netherlands to get to the finals. Chris, know, why don't you start? Uh, yeah, Chris, why don't you start? Uh, I have a feeling I might be uh, I might be arguing the losing side here, depending on what you guys think. But I'm going to take this is. I know I'm taking the underdog, but I'm taking I'm taking the Netherlands. I've been an honorary Holland supporter ever since Virgil van Dijk signed for Liverpool and became my favorite player. So that's just that's just who I'm going to pick. They have they have strength, they have depth. I just don't know. I know it would take a great performance to beat France, but maybe France isn't fully there after winning the World Cup. The Euros aren't as important to them. I don't know. It's mentality. Liverpool that's a has a big ask, though. That's a big yeah. if. It's it's Virgil and Wijnaldum are bringing that ask him, winning ask mentality. Him for a, asking for a Wijnaldum header, huh? Wijnaldum header. I mean, they they have Wijnaldum. so much strength off of um, set pieces. Delict and Virgil are both massive threats off set pieces, and I think Depay has the quality to whip them in. So, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I'll just counter that by saying, you know, France have the uh, the uh, ability to score off corners. Also, I mean, they have Mirage, they have uh, Pogba. So, defending them, Virgil's defending. Giroud, Giroud, <laughs> Giroud, yeah, Giroud, exactly. And I mean, they have you know 
probably a top five player, you know, in Mbappe, you know, they have, uh, they just have depth all around. I think, you know, Netherlands uh, on the wings, you know, they, they have decent, you know, promise and, and, and uh, what's his name, Bergwijn. But on the outside backs, you know, I'm not sure I, I trust them, you know, with Daily Blind, is he really going to be able to handle Mbappe? You know, I just don't see that any well. Virgil van Dijk is covering behind Daily Blind, though, and we've seen Virgil van Dijk outpace Kylian Mbappe. Call it, call it now, call it now. No, no chance. Daily Blind, Daily plays center back for a reason now. <laughs> if he's going to be, you know, stuck out wide, I, I pray for him. But, you know, I, I yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think, Jacob? I'll say if you're if you're backing the Netherlands, you're backing a Loris error. I mean, <laughs> no. Um, Griezmann, Mbappe, uh, you know, locks for the lineup. You've got Kingsley Coman or Dembele on the flank. You can choose one. Pick your poison. Pogba and Golo Kante. Forgetting the fact that they have a world-class back line, um, you're, you're, not be- you're not beating France with your, your inexperienced Netherlands in, in such a high-stakes environment. Also, I think you know, France's depth is actually ridiculous. I mean, you're going to have Suzoko or Ndombele off the bench. You're going to have you know, a guy like uh, Thomas Quick Lamar to name the bench. Newcastle. Quick to name the Newcastle. <laughs> uh, you know what? He doesn't play for Newcastle anymore. So, <laughs> um, you know, Like you said, you have the depth at left back with Mendy and uh, with uh, D- Lucas Dina, um, Pavard, you know, Sidibe. So I think just overall, you know, the quality is, I would say, overwhelming. So I think two to one, we're going to put France to the final. I was I was prepared to take the losing side in this argument. I just wish the Euros were really this summer so I could see the Netherlands beat France. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that in uh, 2021. It's all right. All three of our teams are now eliminated. So <laughs> That's true. All right, I guess we got Belgium versus France in the final. This is a rematch of the uh, 2018 World Cup semifinals. Uh, France won that one, one zero, off... He was an own goal. Um, or yeah. Zoom TD, no? It may have been I an own goal. You're right. I think it might have been. I think it's Zoom TD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. France yeah. is um, really relying on set pieces in that, in that World Cup. Yeah. Um, Bobby, yeah, starting off, I think actually I'm going to be on the uh, losing side here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back Belgium here. And I think, uh, you know, the reason is <laughs> I feel like, you know, France, they don't, they're, they're a team who don't, don't have an identity, I feel like. And I feel like they've kind of skated by you know, with their quality almost. You know, if you look at the World Cup run, it was basically, you know, Didier Deschamps, was, it was a pretty conservative, you know, lineup. And they just basically said, you know, Pogba, Mbappe, you know, go win us the game. And I think that what Belgium can do, um, you know, is hurt you in a lot of different ways. You know, Eden Hazard, you know, on the wing, you have Lukaku as an aerial threat. And I feel like, you know, they match up very well. Um, and I think that, you know, they're just going to nick this one out in, in PK shootout. Um, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, very close, like 1-1, one, one, but I think they're going to figure them out after that uh, World Cup loss. Yeah, Chris, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I was prepared to argue that Netherlands would beat Belgium in this game, and since, <laughs> since France is apparently better than Holland, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that France takes this. They, they have the best team on paper. It would take a lot for Netherlands to have beat them. So I'm going to say that it, in the same way, it would take a lot for Belgium to have beaten them. Can I just add something? Uh, we have uh, Divac Origi coming off the bench for I was going to say uh, that. I was going to scream Origi. I'm predicting a uh, super sub, uh, let's say 110th minute, and just a winner. 
So I think you cannot discount, you know, the, the impact of Origi here. You just, you, you, I was, I was about to give my whole prediction. I was going to say, you know, you know, one, one ninetieth minute. Origi. <laughs> uh, there it goes. There's a spoiler. I would, as much as I would like to back France, and as much as I would like to back Olivier Giroud winning another big trophy, I think it's Belgium's time. And that golden yeah. generation, that golden generation um, had so much pressure. There was so much pressure on the golden generation in the last few tournaments, and they've come short in each of them. And I feel like it's almost... I, I, I don't think people expect as much as they have in the past couple tournaments at this point. I think it's, it's kind of expected France will walk through or, or Belgium will be upset again, as they have been uh, several times before. And I think, I think there's a Lukaku, motivation factor. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, you know, France is like, you know, we already won the World Cup. You know, I, I feel like they just won't have that, that edge that Belgium will have because they lost to France. Also, you know, they haven't won a, a major tournament. And, you know, I don't know if they've ever won a major tournament. But, you know, this generation has been, you know, tabbed that, you know, these are the ones that are going to do it. So I think they have a mentality edge. And, you know, I just see them slipping by. Yeah. Lukaku back to his best. Uh, Hazard assuming fit. Um Tends to play very well internationally. De Bruyne, uh, well, I'll talk more about De Bruyne in a bit, but, but Thorgan Hazard's playing good football. Axel Witzel, yeah, Belgium takes it for me. Chris, are you willing to concede? Chris? Yeah. I think, I think your microphone's Chris, ready. are you there? <laughs> One more oh, thing well. I'd like to add is... Uh, before Chris gets his microphone on. Um, yeah, I think Belgium's such a hard team to, to set up because, you know, they have, like, a, a, a lot of left-sided players. You know, they have Hazard, both Hazard brothers. Are you good, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I just... Uh, I Divock Origi hasn't had the same impact off the bench this year, so I disagree with that statement. I would love for him to uh, come into the Euros, get a couple important goals so we can sell him for a bigger fee. But uh, you're going to sell he, your legend? <laughs> he's a hero. Kind he's of an absolute hero. But Build this a statue. Game, if you've been watching Liverpool, the games that he... I think he has six goals this season. I think two of them were against Arsenal in the meaningless cup. And I can confirm. Uh, I can confirm. Yeah, so... <laughs> and he, he Only two of his goals are off the bench. I don't think he's... I don't think he's bringing anything, really. It's just, he's an absolute hero for what he did last season against Everton, against Newcastle, and against uh, Barcelona. But it's just, it's over for him. I'd love to see him go for $20 million, but I think that's asking a lot. Wow, okay. <laughs> right. Wow, that's He can have his own statue. Like, he can have a statue. Yeah. Um, all right. I just want so, to do a final score right. prediction, or I know you don't. Well, let's, okay. I'll just say a two-one Belgium extra time. Divacari scores the winner. <laughs> Chris, do you have a score prediction? If if I have to back Belgium, I no, would back take back France. Back France. Yeah, okay. Back France. Okay. I'll, I'm gonna back France. Yourself. I will back France. I will say, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. 2-1, Kylian Mbappe takes it in the 85th. I, I, it's hard to disagree with that, but 
I'm saying I'm going I'm going three one Belgium. Um Lukaku, De Bruyne, Thorgan Hazard. <laughs> Assisted by his brother. <laughs> and we'll get we'll give Griezmann a penalty at the other end. Yeah, and you'll do the you know the L dance. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um <laughs> great. Great. All right. So Belgium win our, our hypothetical Euros. Congratulations yeah. to any Belgians listening. We're gonna we're gonna tweet out this bracket afterwards. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any Belgians. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. We got it all wrong. Uh, you know, let's let us know. Um, so yeah, let's let's move on to the superlatives of the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, some individual awards. Let's do it. Um, right, top scorer. Top scorer. Who are we saying? Um, uh, yeah, wow, go ahead. This is actually, yeah, I'll start. So. Given I, I, I thought that Belgium would win the tournament, I went with Romelu Lukaku, which may be controversial. I don't know. But dude's a beast, performs well internationally. He's back to uh, top form uh, after his spell at United. And I think he beats out uh, several other candidates, some of whom you may be naming. So I'd like to hear who you think as well. Yeah, actually, I was going to say Lukaku, but you know, just for, to be different, I'm going to say Hazard then. Um, you know, I think Lukaku, um, you know, he might not be the fl- most flashy player, but he knows, you know, how to score basically. And that's what you have to do as a striker. And I think he just, he'd be there, you know, for tap-ins, he'd be there for headers. And I think that people kind of underrate him, but, you know, he's a proven goal scorer. What do you think, Chris? Yes. Uh, well, I'm... Um... In keeping with uh, backing France in the final there, I'm going to go with Mbappe. I think, I mean, he's the next best player in the world after after Messi and Ronaldo officially retire. I think, like, once they, or even if they don't, once they move away from Europe to the MLS or wherever they want to play when they hit the age of 35, um, I, just, I just think that Mbappe is going to be that next best player and he's going to, He's going to show the world his quality. He scores goals for fun. I know that's in Ligue 1 where the quality isn't great, but even internationally in the World Cup, he shows that he can still do it against the best of them. Yeah, I yeah, think if I wasn't going to take you know, one of these two guys, I would have to take you know, Mbappe because he does know what he's doing on the international stage. We saw him in the World Cup, and you know, he, he is, I think, you know, the third best player in the world at this moment. Yeah, um, my, uh, before we move forward, oh yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, no, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say real quick with the golden boot, I had Mbappe at two. I also, you'll like to hear I had Immobile as my third finisher. Oh, um, that's a great shot. Immobile takes the bronze. I have Timo Werner, Harry Kane, Sterling, Hazard, Griezmann, Alcacer. Um, yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, the best player, I'm going to go with, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, and yeah. uh, I guess I'm like not, not such uh, a hot take. Not such a hot take. <laughs> yeah, I just think you know he he, uh, he can really do it all. I mean, he can you know he's he's one of the top assisters in the Premier League. You know, he can hit a ball. We all saw you know you know how pure he hits that that ball. And I think you know whether it's scoring, assisting, or just leading the attack, I think De Bruyne is is just really you know a player you'd love to have. And I think. You know, he's going to be the best player because even though it might be, you know, Lukaku finishing off the goals or Hazard, I think he's the one who's going to drive the attacks for Belgium. Chris? 
I think the I think the best player it was it was really difficult for me to make this decision because I mean Kevin De Bruyne in the in the bracket that we set up Belgium is almost guaranteed a spot in the final so they're going to play in every game and he he rarely has a poor game like he even when he doesn't score goals or assists he he still makes three or four incredible passes every game so he was my pick I would I'm just going to say like the best player I think would be given to the player of the team that wins it if if it goes to Belgium uh, I would give it to Kevin De Bruyne if it goes to France I'm giving it to Mbappe and uh, I wanted to back the Netherlands and Big Verge so <laughs> that that was who I actually picked wow or, I think if if they were to win it he would without a doubt get best player just because it would be an underdog victory and he would lead the team so no that's fair that's yeah. fair um and I don't see anybody on the Netherlands necessarily taking taking the game uh, for himself the way that that you see De Bruyne or Mbappe do. So it could go to Virgil if the Netherlands win our hypothetical tournament. <laughs> um, yeah. my, my pick was Eden Hazard. Um, similar to Avi, like you said, and Chris, like you said, with Belgium winning this thing, you're going to see a lot of goals. You're going to see Hazard scoring and assisting. Um, I, I believe you'd see him back to you know, his old self, vintage Hazard. Um, and I, I see him winning player of the tournament. Yeah, um, let's, let's move on to uh, best young player. Um, you know, young, are we going U23 or is it U21? I think it's 20, isn't it 22? U22? I think, <laughs> I don't know. Um, if it was U22, then it's obviously Mbappe, I think. Uh, I would beg to differ, but. What? <laughs> Who uh, are you going to put in? First of all, um, this goes back to our conversation about England, but Jaden Sancho, oh wins young player of the tournament despite not making it very far. Uh, look, he has to slot into that front three. I believe he deserves to. I think that we haven't seen him emerge onto the international scene yet. And I think this is his chance to do so, scoring and assisting goals. I think that although they, they won't get past France in our, in our bracket, they cruise through their group and they beat Sweden in, in the round of 16. And I think it's orchestrated by Sancho. And I think, first of all, there's a chance Mbappe could win player of the, if a player wins player of the tournament can, can he still qualify for young player of the tournament or do they give probably. it to somebody else you think i think he probably can yeah interesting either way Jaden sancho takes it for me chris i'm gonna don't say keep... trent don't say trent no don't no no, trent. no no i wasn't I, <laughs> I actually wasn't going to back trent you'd be surprised but uh i'm going to keep backing in the netherlands i'm gonna go with oh frank Dion. I knew you. Oh, the Young's a great job. So class. I mean, just watching the guy, it's like he glides across the pitch. Everything he does is so silky. It's so fun to watch. I'd love to see. Like, I wish the Euros were happening so I could watch him play more because I don't watch Barcelona often. Yeah, that's a great. I feel feel like I don't watch Frankie Young a lot, and I feel like that's that's something I need to do more because you know Barcelona aren't on you know American TV that often. yeah, so let's move on to Golden Glove, I guess. Um, I'm going to have to go with Courtois, I guess. Just is it Belgium the back episode? I mean, yeah, I guess it really is. I feel like, actually, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to go with Courtois. I'm going to go Donnarumma for Italy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up a little bit. And I think, you know, that Italian defense is just so rock solid that, you know, they're not going to allow a lot of goals. And I really believe in Donnarumma. 
you know, since he came in on the scene for AC Milan. So yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Donnarumma. And you know, with with that, I actually really like that. Um, he was one of my top three candidates when I was making this decision. If he wins Golden Glove in our tournament, he could very well qualify for Young Player of the Tournament. That's true. He very well could. I don't know how but often we've. Seen I don't think they're ever gonna give it to a goalkeeper, but. Right. Yeah. Um, I am probably going to steal Chris's here. I took Jasper Sillison. Uh, I don't think, again, I think the Netherlands are getting relatively far in the tournament. I don't think that defense is going to let up much. I think Sillison is class getting the, the players he has in front of him, and I, I just don't think they're conceding much. Chris, are you are you going to back me here? I, I actually I, I surprised everyone. I'm backing Belgium in this. I'm going with Courtois. <laughs> I know that wow. like their back line is so strong. And I just think that, I mean, I know that Courtois had a better season this year with Real Madrid. Uh, in the past at Chelsea, I always thought he was overrated. I thought he was overrated to get that move to Real Madrid. But I know that he has performed this season and their back line is so strong. I think that combination is definitely going to result in him getting the golden glove i didn't choose sillison just because of sillison i think their back line is strong but i don't think sillison is the greatest goalkeeper that's the thing that's fair that's fair yeah and then i guess we can move into our final uh individual award one that's not given out uh you know actually but who is going to score the goal of the tournament and this, I guess I, this, is a, this is a chance to talk about players we haven't <laughs> talked about yet. You know, we could all say Kevin De Bruyne, but maybe I took yours. But who, Chris, you can start. You start. Oh, you want me to start? All right. Well, I, this was a tough decision. But I think if, if, if England gets a free kick... I think they're giving it to Trent Alexander-Arnold, and I think oh this guy's going to bury it. It's Trippier. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think, I can't think of anyone on England's team that's getting free kick duty over Trent. Rashford, I don't know if he's going to be in the team. Kane, he he can't hit set pieces. I'm just going to be fair with that. He can hit penalties, but his free kicks, I haven't. I don't know if I've ever seen him score one. Whereas Trent is a dead ball wizard, and I think he's just going to bury one. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna back Pavard here. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna say he's gonna hit another half volley, but it's just gonna you know it's gonna be so so delicious to watch again. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Pavard hitting a half volley from about you know 30 yards out to uh, win the gold tournament again. That's uh, interesting. I like it. Um, I don't know if I'm surprising anybody here, but the goal of the tournament will absolutely be scored by Granite Jacka. Okay. <laughs> Granite Jacka is going to lead Switzerland to the round of 16, right? Uh, at least one of the matches leading up to that, he's going he's gonna to have space around 32, 34 yards, and he's going to swing that beautiful left foot of his, and that ball is going to knuckle, and it's going to smash the back of the net, and he's going to win goal of the tournament. I mean, we've seen, him, we've seen him do it on numerous occasions, and this is just a, this <laughs> is another what? day in the park for Jacka. He's going to get sent off five minutes later. <laughs> Maybe. I, this, was, this was a tough decision for me. I eventually decided to back my Liverpool players, but I, I wanted to go with Marco Arnautovic. I think that he could have Ooh. some type of mazy run 
ending in beating the goalkeeper and slotting it into the empty net after beating three or four players. I think that I'd I haven't watched him play in a year or so just because he's been in China, but I loved to watch the guy at Stoke and West Ham. I I would love to watch him again, and I'm still disappointed that the Euros aren't happening. I would love to yes. see Marko Arnautovic with with a worldie. Yeah, I uh, I think one more player that you could you could throw in there would be Bruno Fernandez. With all eyes on him, he could step up to the occasion and and bury one from, from right. He loves shooting, long range mm-hmm. efforts, and and so that's why you could see him take one and, and bury one. So it would be that would be interesting. Um, yeah. Does anybody have any other comments on that? No, I think I think we're good. Yeah, um, great. All right, so I think that just about wraps up our, our Euro 2020 simulation. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, check us out on Twitter at Fluid Footy Pod. Reach out to us. What did we get wrong? What did we get right? Who's going to score the goal of the tournament? Uh, I think we'd love to hear from you. Um, follow us on Spotify. We're on several other streaming platforms as well. Uh, we tweet out those links regularly um, in addition to that. But with that, Thank you all for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next time. Uh, you know, I'd just like to thank Chris for joining us today. Um, but, yeah, just uh, like Jacob said, you know, follow us on everything. We're going to be tweeting out this bracket. So if you guys want to fill out the bracket, um, you know, let us know. Shoot it back to us. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Chris, you got anything? I uh, just want to thank you guys for letting me on. Uh, it was, I listened to the first two. I kept interjecting in my head. I wanted to be here. So I'm glad I finally got the chance to share my opinions, and I'd love to come back again. Thanks for having me.